Yeah, we know, we know. The UFOs and the balloon wars, we'll get to it. But first we have to talk about something that's already caused untold damage to a small town in Ohio, which could have reverberating effects for years to come and not just in that specific area. A train operated by Norfolk Southern, which was carrying hazardous chemicals, most notably vinyl chloride, derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, causing a release of toxic liquid and gas through the initial pileup and then a controlled burn in the days that followed. Local wildlife has been affected, residents were evacuated, chemicals have been found in the air and local rivers, which, of course, flow for hundreds of miles and through multiple cities and states, and the company who operated the train is investigating themselves. Oh, good. Yeah. This also comes just weeks after the U.S. government shut down a potential rail worker strike over staffing and safety issues. I wonder if those are connected in any way. And this is just a few years after the previous administration loosened regulations that might have prevented such an issue. Huh. Well... It'd be your own government. Sometimes <laughs> chemicals spill off trains and then you gotta do a controlled demolition of those trains and all the pictures of it look like something out of a dystopian post-apocalyptic video game. It happens in a free society These like this things one. happen. We gotta get all of these materials to the consumer as quickly as humanly possible. Listen, and uh, pesky regulations, they get in the way of that. Not every train's gonna be a winner. That's the free it, market. It's a game of lots. <laughs> yeah. The free market decided that those chemicals should not end up at their destination the and should instead poison an entire region. And these trains are like three miles long. So if like one mile of train derails, you still got two miles of train left. Sure. Or it's just a big old game of dominoes. Yeah, we'll see. Down. So yeah, this is, jokes aside, this is awful. It's very awful in, in every aspect. Basically, anyone who had any oversight into preventing a disaster like this um, all but allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. And the citizens who live anywhere near the site of the derailment and downstream from potential pollutants in the water are going to be the ones who suffer the consequences. Mm -hmm. But let's start from the beginning and see where we're at now. This derailment happened back on February 3rd, not too far from the Ohio-Pennsylvania border and along the Ohio River. And according to the operator, Norfolk Southern, of the more than 100 train cars, 20 were carrying hazardous materials, with 14 of those train cars carrying vinyl chloride. Hmm, sounds safe. <laughs> Here's some more info from an AP article a few days ago. Vinyl chloride, used to make the polyvinyl chloride hard plastic resin used in a variety of plastic products, is associated with increased risk of liver cancer and other cancers, according to the federal government's National Cancer Institute. Federal officials said they were also concerned about other possibly hazardous materials. Village officials warned residents that they might hear explosions due to the fire. They said drinking water was safe despite discoloration due to the volume being pumped to fight the blaze. Some runoff had been detected in streams, but rail officials were working to stem that and prevent it from going downstream, officials said. Dad, we got it under control. It's fine. Maybe boil the water. Well, boiling won't stop you from chemicals. Boiling's only for uh, bacterial stuff. Well, I'm saying for like the, the discoloration that they claim is from the pumping to, uh, you know, put out the fires, so. Sure. <laughs> but even then, boiling won't do shit. You need to filter that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, in the days that followed, local crews conducted a controlled release of toxic chemicals into the air from five train cars involved, which the company, Norfolk, Norfolk Southern, said was a success. We did it. And according to officials, this was designed to reduce the threat of a potentially deadly explosion. Still, hazardous chemicals being shot into the air seems pretty bad. We didn't want an explosion to happen, so we uh, we did some explosions. We vented it. Uh, Successfully, by the way. Yeah. Uh, here's local outlet WFMJ with more on all that. 
More than a week after the train disaster in East Palestine, some people living there are still smelling strong chemical odors. The US EPA states the materials released during the incident were observed and detected in samples from multiple local waterways, including the Ohio River. Residents in East Palestine are not only worried about the here and now, but the years ahead and what effects those chemicals released into the air and water will have. And well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, this maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't as bad as it, it seems. But this country does have a track record of downplaying or outright denying clear environmental disasters. So obviously people are going to be skeptical and are right to demand constant testing of air quality as well as potential ground and water contamination. This is not out of the ordinary for specifically government regulators to cover up. Yeah. <laughs> Because properly addressing it would be, well, it'd be expensive. It'd be a lot of work. First and foremost, yes, but then it would also be admitting fault and uh, many other things. Listen. Uh, and then uh, future-proofing things that are way too expensive yeah. to do. We want us to do all this stuff when, you know, legally there's a certain threshold of, uh, you know, carcinogens and other dangerous substances in the air and water that are perfectly okay. We, also, we promise that you'll be fine. Why, why are we going to spend so much money on fixing the brakes on these rail cars when uh, you guys are demanding that we also fix our deteriorating roads and bridges? Yeah, which Pick is it? One. Pick one, America. Come on. Yeah. But what caused this derailment? The derailment itself, the, the source of all this trouble. Mm -hmm. Trains are supposed to go like this, not, not like, like this. Not like this. <laughs> so a lot of systemic issues culminating in what appears to be a catastrophic failure of necessary braking systems. No brakes. <laughs> The initial cause, according to the National Transportation Safety Board, or NTSB, appears to have been an issue with at least one of the rail car's axles, with newly released security footage showing an abnormality 20 miles ahead of the location of the wreck. Here's local outlet WKBN with more. We have obtained two videos which show preliminary indications of mechanical issues on one of the rail car axles, said National Transportation Safety Board member Michael Graham. This is known as a hotbox, which is probably less fun than what I call hotbox, yeah. which is a term used for when a wheel bearing overheats on a rail car. Yep, I was right. Mm -hmm. In this case, the overheating led to a fire, which then led to the derailment. Former state rep Bob Hagen retired in 2021 after 50 years in the railroad industry. He says there are hotbox detectors that alert conductors to stop the train. We have now technology that can interpret anytime a wheel is hot through that, and it would go via the radio where the engineer would be running the train. The conductor, of course, would be sitting next to them, Hagen said. Graham says the train did drive through one of those detectors shortly before the derailment. Quote, the crew did receive a wayside defect detector shortly before the derailment indicating a mechanical issue. Then an emergency brake application was initiated, Graham said. However, the train was not able to stop in time. In a viewer video, you can see a wheel on fire as the train was still moving just moments before it derailed. Hagen said in his 50 years on the job, he only got about 10 hotbox alerts in which he had to stop a train. He believes cutbacks on railroad jobs are partially to blame for situations like we're seeing now in East Palestine. Huh. Quote, when I was working on the railroad... I was working on the railroad. Uh, when I was working on the railroad, you would have 100 cars, which would be about one mile. They've doubled those up, sometimes tripled those up. So now you have trains that are three miles long that are impossible to look out the back window when you're going around a curve to see if anything is on fire, Hagen said. Yeah, it seems important. Yeah, a cursory glance would have helped if only the train were shorter. Yeah. Also, the alert system that they have, I was reading online from uh, people who work in this industry and talk about how the, the alert comes through just the standard radio 
in the cab of the train amongst the other chatter that's going on yeah. on the radio. So um, seems like they should have something with a big red light. Maybe <laughs> train on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as for the staffing issues and cost cutting measures related to this failure, we literally covered the potential rail workers strike on this channel. Um, you remember they were asking for stuff like paid sick leave. Seems and reasonable. Uh, they lost, by the way. They uh, didn't even get it started. Yeah. yeah. Um, the strike was actually not allowed to move forward because the communist Joe Biden administration <laughs> signed a bill. Union passed, Joe. <laughs> yeah, signed a bill passed by Congress that made the strike illegal. This was a very unusual move. Mm -hmm. They did that in order to protect the supply chain before the holidays because gosh yeah. darn it. I don't want Christmas to be ruined. We need to get these uh, base plastic materials to everyone that needs to build toys That's out a of lot plastic. Of toys, yeah. Also, uh, it was a lot of uh, you know natural gas. If we're fracking this stuff, you can't let it go to waste by making people wait longer. Come on, Jack. Yeah. Uh, from a CNBC article at the time, President Joe Biden signed a bill into law making a rail strike illegal, preventing workers from walking off the job weeks before the holiday season. The bill I'm about to sign ends a difficult rail dispute and helps our nation avoid what, without a doubt, would have been an economic catastrophe at a very bad time in the calendar, Biden said Friday morning before signing the bill. Uh, after his administration aided in negotiations for months and the sides reached a tentative agreement in September, talks ultimately stalled and rail workers threatened a strike. Biden then asked Congress to intervene and the Senate passed a bill Thursday making a strike illegal. We fixed it. <laughs> we and made the strike illegal. We not only, we everyone's getting toys, and now none of the issues that they were threatening to strike over will ever come back to bite us in the ass ever again. This is just like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like, look, Santa can't fly. We got to figure out a solution. Let's use child labor. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there'll be no consequences for this. Yeah. Yeah. At least that one had a happy ending, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's give all these reindeer meth. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get us through this. And no breaks. And surely no consequences will arise from feeding reindeers meth for a full 24-hour period of time. We regret to inform you the reindeer have polluted the Ohio River. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is also, you know, during a time where the rail industry, like many others, have decided to stretch their workers thin. Quiet hiring. Yeah, the new They've term. They've been doing a lot Love of it. quiet hiring. Yeah. Uh, they've reduced the number, the total number of workers and passed those additional hours and responsibilities on to the workers who are already overloaded with vital tests. It's a great way to um, ensure that something horrible fucking happens. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, it was like um, mm, we could save a lot of money by not having two people in the uh, the main uh, train cab. Just like, yeah, why did we have two people up there in the first place? Seems like one too many people, if you ask me. <laughs> I got a word for you. Redundancy. No, yeah. not that version of it. The one that I'm using. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, while claiming tough economic times, despite earmarking around $10 billion for stock buybacks and increasing dividends for shareholders, uh, it was a good time for these, these rail companies. Until it wasn't. And until it just slightly possibly wasn't. Yeah. And uh, they, they called up their good friend, Union Joe, <laughs> and they said, Joe... Bust that union. Yeah. And he did. Uh, now, in addition to that, regulations that were enacted to potentially stop accidents like this from happening, thanks to the evolution in breaking technology, were rolled back after lobbyists for operators donated a reported $6 million to the GOP during the early years of the Trump administration. These regulations, at the time, were focused on hazardous materials like natural gas and methane, a result of our country's love of fracking. But here's a report from the Environmental Energy Study and Institute from 2019. 
On October 18, 2019, the U.S. Department of Transportation released a notice of proposed rulemaking that would loosen the hazardous materials regulations for the bulk transport of refrigerated liquid methane, commonly known as liquefied natural gas, or LNG, by rail tank car. Independent experts on railway safety, such as Fred Millar, warned that such changes would, quote, pose an unprecedented new level of risk for American cities and are being pursued hastily, quote, because of enormous pressure to sell our fracked gas. Well, that guy sure was wrong, wasn't he? <laughs> He's eating crow. What an idiot. Well, uh, time has has proven Fred Millar to be <laughs> nothing but a charlatan, hasn't it, folks? It only took, uh, what, uh, four years, five years for Fred to be proven completely wrong. Yeah, so this is all in addition to general regulations that were rolled back or withdrawn that include multiple operators on trains, testing operators for sleep apnea, and requiring modern brakes for some trains. You know, modern brakes. Yeah, not the ones that were invented during the Civil War. Yeah, specifically putting modern brakes on those, those trains that happen to be hauling hazardous materials like oil or whatever the fuck is uh, currently bring, being breathed in by the people of East Palestine. That's, that's the, uh, <laughs> the thing with this is it's just, uh, yeah, specifically these don't mention uh, the chemicals that were spilled uh, in East Palestine, uh, but well, there's a lot of chemicals. it would be great if maybe all trains were upgraded to this, but you know, that costs money. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here's an article from a local ABC affiliate in Cleveland from 2018. Even further back. Let's see if, uh, if, if we got any more hindsight on mm -hmm. our hands here. Ohio train expert Bob Comer said he has some big safety concerns after the federal government nixed the requirements for new electronic brakes on U.S. freight trains. The proposal, approved during the Obama administration, calling for electronic controlled or ECP braking systems, was rescinded by the U.S. Department of Transportation's Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration, PHMSA, after it said it determined the cost outweighed the benefits. Comer told News 5 the decision to shelve the better brakes has caused an unacceptable safety risk to continue here in Northeast Ohio <laughs> and across the country. Comer cited several major train accidents he believes would have been prevented if electronic controlled brakes were required and installed, especially on train cars carrying flammable liquids. Well, Mr. Comer, <laughs> uh, you, you sure you might have had a lot of examples from back then, but, but uh, no, new examples, <laughs> no new examples for Mr. Comer. So here's that crow you're about to eat. And be careful, though. That crow flew through contaminated that airspace. That crow is not safe for human consumption. <laughs> no. It is disgusting. Uh, so that article, again, from five years ago, continues. The electronic-controlled pneumatic braking system could make a big difference versus what these have now, Comer said. There have been fires, explosions, all caused because they're using this ancient 150-year-old braking system. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? It's been available for at least 20 years, and they don't want to put it in because it costs money. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, and if it don't break, don't fix it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it has broken a couple times, but the you know the costs of it, it redoing has, all it these has breakings. broke so it don't break so don't fix it okay uh, news 5 contacted the federal railroad administration and it said it agrees with an updated congressional regulatory impact analysis showing the cost couldn't be justified Whoa. michael j connor a dover ohio 30-year railroad executive agreed electronically controlled braking is a more stable braking system but said it's not clear if it's worth the two to three billion dollar price tag to rail carriers both big and small that's Quote, it I know. Quote, certainly electronic would be a better option than air brakes, Connor said. And yes, by the way, you heard that right. The braking systems on these trains were developed during the Civil War. Uh, also, that two to three billion dollar price tag is going to seem quite small in retrospect just from this latest yeah. accident. How many, uh, how many F-35s is that? 
I think a fraction of that's one. Like, that's like one like targeting one, one targeting system in the F thirty five. Uh huh. Uh, cool. Just cool. absolute ghouls running this entire country and every business within it. Yeah, and it's just it is always <sighs> annoying. This is sort of an American mindset. You see this not just in the government, but just in the way people live their lives. There's no no foresight. No, no you never planning. prepare for the future at all. Yeah. Look at our healthcare industry. Yeah. Um, and you end up, you know, paying way more for it down the line when you kick the can like this. Yeah, but... just like just like with this uh, train stuff, people don't want to spend money on preventing uh, yeah. preventable health issues, and in a lot of cases, uh, don't go see the doctor because it is confusing, expensive, frustrating, and then those problems turn into worse problems that are more expensive, and uh, sometimes can't be fixed. So. It, it really is indicative of our culture. Well, our national motto is, hey, not my problem. Hey, not now. Yeah. I'll deal with this later. Uh-huh. But have no fear, though, because in the days that have followed this environmental catastrophe, Norfolk Southern are making things right. Mm -hmm. See? Not all corporations are evil. Some corporations... <laughs> pretty cool, right? Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Norfolk Southern are offering the residents who've been impacted by this little oopsie a cash prize. $25,000. Mm, wow. Oh my gosh, yeah. you can buy so many flat screen TVs with <laughs> $25,000. What a Super Bowl. And uh, you might be saying to yourself, well, I mean, that doesn't seem like enough money to potentially offset the untold medical issues that may be present in these people's bodies uh, down the line as they age. Mm-hmm. Or even enough to test and repair contamination to your property in the immediate future. Doesn't seem like, I mean, 25000 is not nothing, but, I, well. Yeah. Would you, you be surprised to know that it's worse than that? It's actually a lot worse than that. The $25,000 being offered by Norfolk Southern isn't for each resident. The $25,000 is for the entire fucking town to be split equally among thousands of people. <laughs> Here's your $5. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. I don't want to hear another peep from you about, oh, the air smells toxic. Yeah, sorry we destroyed your town and its ecosystem and potentially contaminated a river that flows through multiple states. Here's five bucks. What, Get over you, it. Were you drinking from the river? No. <laughs> no, you weren't. So shut up. From Quartz, Norfolk Southern, the U.S. railway company responsible for the toxic spew of vinyl chloride, has now offered a $25,000 donation to assist the area's nearly 5,000 residents who were ordered to evacuate their homes or face death. Quote, we have established a family assistance center to address the needs of the community and support those directly impacted. That is $5 per resident. Yes, uh, said in a statement. <laughs> $5! Literally, I, I was joking. I hadn't even done the math. But it's literally $5 per resident. That's yeah, $5 more than you had before we caused yeah. this accident. Hey. Yeah. Go get yourself... Uh, well, what People always looking at the negative side of it. Go things. get yourself one egg. <laughs> Enjoy that egg. Uh, actually, the egg problem is going to get a lot worse in this area because uh, at least a couple residents have claimed that their chickens died immediately after this happened. Along with uh, fish washing up on the shores of the river and various creeks. But mostly, the chickens are dying, and dead chickens can't lay eggs. And they can't tell no tales, either. <laughs> True. So, anyway, this was so outrageously offensive to literally anyone. Anyone who heard this news. $5? <laughs> Kiss my ass. Yeah. Uh, so the company, after getting yelled out, they've now bumped that number up to $1 million, which is... Well, it's still not much, but yeah. uh, they've also... Uh, it, it, this goes to a foundation that they control, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. We're just going to... That's... God damn it. This is so fucking we're, evil. We're doing the investigation for the first 30 days. We're doing the foundation that we're giving our own money to. Tax, and nothing yeah, is going to go wrong. Send a tax write-off to ourselves, and uh, we promise 
we're going to do, I don't know, something. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, they say that uh, the foundation has and will continue to be uh, distributing money to families or whatever affected by this mess, including helping with costs related to evacuation, buying people air purifiers for their homes, etc. <laughs> I mean... This is this is outrageous. Yeah, that's the only word. This it's, is outrageous. Don't worry, we got them air purifiers. This is like Australia had that whole thing with the fucking radioactive like thimble and <laughs> yeah. like the government not telling anyone about it for like, a full week and then like charging, finding the company that lost the radioactive thing like $700 and people over there were like, are you fucking kidding me? And America was like, hey, Hold. Here, here's some air, air purifiers. Yeah, hold my beer. I love that, like, the meme last month that was popular, at least that I saw frequently, is now going to be legal precedent when all these companies are hopefully taken to court where the lawyers go, uh, my client, Norfolk Southern, would like to plead oopsie-daisies. Yeah. It was an oops. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Folks, not every train's a winner. <laughs> That's why we have so many. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, sorry, here's your reimbursement for your hotel, and uh, here's an air purifier. Yeah. Go back home. Yeah. As for where things are at now, honestly, no idea. But the EPA is saying that the air is safe. People can return on home. Mm -hmm. uh, people are justifiably skeptical about that, uh -huh. that message. Um, according to Axios, the EPA said on February 12th it had not detected any levels of concern of hazardous substances released during or after the crash, though it said it was continuing to monitor the air throughout East Palestine, including inside at least 210 homes. The EPA said it was also investigating soil and surface water contamination near the crash site and had collected spilled material in a nearby stream. It said Norfolk Southern had installed a dam and water bypass system in the stream to prevent contamination of downstream waters, though it did not say when they were installed. So far, at least four class action lawsuits have been filed against Norfolk Southern over the crash, alleging negligence. Alleged. Yeah, yeah, we're not taking responsibility, by the way. Someone, but, um, someone allegedly might have been negligent. We're trying to find the company who did yeah. this. But again, even if there was no extreme or lasting environmental damage, uh, and even if the residents in the immediate area have no adverse health effects, which we don't know if that's going to be the case or not, this is still a glaring example of how business and infrastructure are handled here in this country. Save money wherever you can, even when it comes to your workers and vital safety precautions. Then only react when something catastrophic happens until everyone forgets and then just keep pushing the limits of what is considered acceptable until the next accident happens. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, you know, class action lawsuits are cheaper in a lot of situations. Technically, uh, $5 each them. is probably more than they would have gotten yeah. out of the class action. But also, where the fuck is Pete Buttigieg, a.k.a. the head of the goddamn transportation where department? Where is that little rat? Uh, he's probably still sorting out people's lost luggage from the airline logistics disaster this past December. So, he, I, he, you know, very busy. But maybe we're all just so focused on balloons and UFOs that no one has time for petty little squabbles around archaic brake technology. And we'll get to that and more. But first, we want to thank today's sponsor for sponsoring the show, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. 
Remember those New Year's goals that you promised yourself you'd stick to? Mm -hmm. Do you remember those? Yeah. HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Get HelloFresh and skip that extra trip to the grocery store and the long checkout lines. Spend more time doing the things you love with delicious, chef-crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep. HelloFresh now has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you can say bye-bye to your recipe rut and treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. I've uh, obviously been experimenting a little bit more with the vegan and vegetarian options, which uh, uh, are both uh, more of a challenge in some cases and more of a reward because uh, cooking my own vegan and vegetarian food has been very satisfying and tasty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no matter your lifestyle though, or your meal preferences, HelloFresh does have recipes sure to please everyone at the table. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family friendly, you'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards mean you can get a delicious home-cooked dinner on the table without all the time-consuming meal planning or prepping. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernese sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. So go to HelloFresh.com slash TodayDaily65 and use our code TodayDaily65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash TodayDaily65 with code TodayDaily65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, fine. We're going to talk about the goddamn aliens. Aliens. So these aliens always showing up at the wrong time. I we know. Got, we got a lot going on, aliens. Talk about piss poor timing on their part, because in any other decade of the history of the fucking world, the U.S. military shooting down UFOs and then telling everyone about it would be news that would dominate the attention and fascination of people across the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, to be clear, it's probably not aliens. Probably. But it is a bit strange that both the U.S. and Canada have now joined other countries in what appears to be a concerted effort to shoot down UFOs, or as they're now officially titled by the, the no-fun people down at the <laughs> Pentagon, UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. They did, uh, in a lot of the reporting, uh, people are just doing away with that new uh, term and just straight yeah. up saying UFOs, even officials. Yeah, because it's we know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, UAP is a more, like, precise term. It does yeah. make sense, because, like, you don't know if it's flying. You don't even know if it's an object. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it could <laughs> so, be uh, light reflecting. or it, Right, it could be, uh, you know, swamp gas reflecting off of Jupiter. It could uh, be. <laughs> <laughs> so we initially assumed that after shooting down a Chinese balloon last week, uh, that these latest flying objects were just more of the same. More balloons. Yeah. Where the golden age of ballooning is back. A dirigible in this year? This has been my lifelong dream. Yeah. You know, there's only like 10 dirigibles in the whole fucking world operating, and like half of them are Goodyear blimps. I was waiting for like uh, someone to shoot down the Goodyear blimp at the Super Bowl. It's like, that, that, there they are again. Nah, gonna, They're at it. You've got to bring a lot of rounds to take that thing down. <laughs> it's our pride and joy. Yeah. Pride and joy of Southern California. Just like it's hard to pop a Goodyear tire, good luck popping the Goodyear blimp, buddy. <laughs> they they are uh, indicative of the quality of their tires. You're going to be unloading for quite a while. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we thought, uh, okay, more balloons. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. But they might, I mean, they might be balloons, but the U.S. and Canadian governments haven't confirmed that to be the case, which mm -hmm. is odd. And China is saying they had no info on the most recent reports uh, regarding these downed objects. China was like, yeah, the first one was ours. The yeah, others, no, it was our... no idea. Yeah, so that's 
interesting. Mm -hmm. um, here's Reuters. U.S. military fighter jets on Sunday shot down an octagonal object over Lake Huron, the Pentagon said. The latest incident since a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon put North American security forces on high alert. It was the fourth flying object to be shot down over North America by a U.S. missile in a little more than a week. China's foreign ministry said it had no information on the latest three flying objects shot down by the United States. U.S. Air Force General Glenn Van Herc, who is tasked with safeguarding U.S. airspace, told reporters that the military has not been able to identify what the three most recent objects are, how they stay aloft, or where they're coming from. Quote, We're calling them objects, not balloons, for a reason. Van Herc, head of North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, and Northern Command said, Van Herc said he would not rule out aliens or any other explanation. What are we doing here? What? This is the, the head of NORAD? So what's weird about this, though, is like, why are they telling us any of this? This happened in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. They could have, like, why is this news? That's what's weird is like, because that sissy Justin Trudeau was going to tell everyone anyway. So they had to get out ahead of it. Because this was conducted in like, right. cooperation with yeah. Canada. Yeah. And, it, and it appears as though whatever remnants of this landed on Canadian soil. So it's their problem now. It's just interesting. And it's hockey season right now, so they're not really paying attention to much else. Just a lot of questions. It, the, yeah. What I find fascinating <laughs> is that like the head of NORAD, as like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. It could be aliens. Like, why even knows? say that? Why like, even buddy, say that it could be you aliens? Are, you are the... God. Okay, anyway, the reporting continues. On President Joe Biden's order, a U.S. F-16 fighter shot down the object at 2.42 p.m. local time over Lake Huron on the U.S.-Canadian border. Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said in an official statement, great to see the F-16 getting some work these days. Finally, a reason. Uh, though it did not pose a military threat, the object could have potentially interfered with domestic air traffic as it was traveling at 20,000 feet, and it might have had surveillance capabilities, Ryder said. U.S. officials identified the first object as a Chinese surveillance balloon and shot it down off the coast of South Carolina on February 4th. On Friday, a second object was shot down over sea ice near Dead Horse, Alaska, and a third object was destroyed over Canada's Yukon on Saturday, with investigators still hunting for the wreckage. Quote, The security of citizens is our top priority, and that's why I made the decision to have that unidentified object shot down, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters on Sunday. This was really a, a little side aspect of this that was funny. It was like people being like, oh, so Joe Biden's taking orders from Justin Trudeau because they, they didn't know what NORAD is. It's NORAD yeah, is a, it's all of NORAD <laughs> is, a, is a thing that does allow Justin Trudeau to order the U.S. Air Force. North America is more than just the United yeah, uh, States. Yeah, it's it's and it's it's there for good reason. Also, uh, I wonder how Dead Horse Alaska got its name. Probably because a horse died. That's the joke. Probably just well, this is Alaska. that has got a big domestic violence problem, so they probably call it Dead Horse because uh, everyone's getting beaten yeah. in Dead Horse. Could be. There that's that's a sadder explanation. Mm -hmm. Now, look, this all of this is in addition to another quote unquote UFO that was shot down by Russian military forces back in early January from Newsweek. A mystery object described by one local news outlet as a UFO has been shot down in the southern Russian region of Rostov. Valisi Golubev, the governor of Rostov Oblast, wrote on Telegram that a small-sized object in the shape of a ball had been discovered flying in the wind at an altitude of around one and a half miles on January 3rd, with the object spotted above the village of Sultan Sala in the region's Miaznikovsky district. Golubev said the decision was taken to liquidate it. Uh, okay, a quick update, by the way. Right before we filmed this, 
President Biden announced an interagency team that will be tasked with studying unidentified objects in U.S. airspace. Okay, here's the hill. The president, through his national security advisor, has today directed an interagency team to study the broader policy implications for detection, analysis, and disposition of unidentified aerial objects that pose either safety or security risks, White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby told reporters during a briefing. Kirby said that the team will include every element of the government and is part of an effort to redouble their efforts to understand and mitigate these events. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Again, seems like something they'd want to not just telegraph every move they do. That's the weird part about this. Like, all they're accomplishing here is like being like, yeah, we don't know anything about it either. We might be double. Yeah, it gives the people something to talk about. So that's that's a weird aspect of it. But another weird aspect of it is, is if we if we if we just assume uh, yes, these are aliens. Like, what happened? Are they just sending their worst pilots? Why are they all getting shot down? Like, how these people traveled across the fucking universe only to get shot down by an airplane built in the 1960s? Come on! Why do the extraterrestrials send their silliest pilots for their biggest battles? These aliens, they're not sending their best. They're <laughs> no, not they're sending not. their best. Yeah, yeah. Trump was right. He was referencing the wrong aliens. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Uh, but back to where we left off. Even if this UFO stuff is just a bunch of countries getting tired of surveillance balloons floating into their airspace, it seems like the pressure is mounting around that, too. Because now the U.S. has also been accused of having balloons floating into foreign airspace. Oh, what? The U.S. spying on other countries? No, that was insane. So, Joe. Who could have seen this coming? But here's Bloomberg. U.S. balloons illegally flew over China more than 10 times <laughs> since the beginning of 2022. What? No. According to Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin. It is nothing rare for U.S. balloons to illegally enter another country's airspace, Wang told reporters at a regular briefing in Beijing on Monday. The U.S. needs to reflect upon itself and change its wrong practice, he added. We reserve the right to take necessary means to deal with relevant incidents. The comments mark the first time China has accused the U.S. of sending balloons over its territory since the American military downed a Chinese machine earlier this month it said was used for surveillance. China had previously said its balloon was designed to research the weather and had inadvertently flown off course. In the briefing, Wang sidestepped a question about a report in The Paper, a Chinese media outlet, saying China was getting ready to take down an unidentified object flying over its waters near the port city of Qingdao. Could World War III kick off now because of a bunch of goddamn balloons? Listen, we're using, we're using train breaks from the Civil War. Like, fuck it, balloons. On the topic of balloons, balloons. while I have the floor, on the topic of balloons, you know what we really need to do away with? Uh, just aside from the whole uh, helium shortage, uh, the fact that metal balloons are still in use frequently, like if you go into a supermarket and it's just like, yeah, do you want one of these balloons that conducts electricity? Oh, the mylar balloons? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, uh, those are a lot of the cause of uh, just random forest fires, specifically yeah. in California and yeah, probably elsewhere. Is, is, They'll <laughs> fly into power lines and fucking spark. Yeah, that is like, well, yeah. why are those legal? No that idea. That seems like something that would be very easy to ban and no one would fucking care. No, you don't understand. My child has to have Lightning McQueen, a Lightning McQueen shaped Mylar balloon at their birthday party. And we need to release it afterwards and just, eh, it'll yeah. go somewhere. Eh, look at it go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we don't know if World War III is going to happen because of these balloons, but this why not? It's all very weird. But hey, don't worry about that right now because the big game happened this weekend. Hey. <laughs> Touchdown. Oh. Yes. Kick. Tackle. Missed call. Gatorade. Yes. Advertisements. So Philly fans, of course, wasted no time at all getting 
getting that celebration on for their team's inevitable win on Sunday with videos showing locals uh, flipping over cars even before the game started. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for them, their team lost <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs after nearly two quarters of questionable play calls. Not that we give a shit either way. We live in California. <laughs> But you can argue about that in the comments. Yeah, just uh, uh, there was a bad call with holding. There was a weird call with the Chiefs uh, uh, called a challenge, but it was after another play had already started. But that was negated because of the people on the field. Anyways, it was confusing. I, I left after the third quarter and missed all of the fun in the fourth. I don't have uh, network television at home. It's not, so you can, antenna is Fox. I don't have an antenna. I thought about going to buy one and then I just forgot. Just jam a piece of tinfoil in the back. A Mylar balloon would do the trick. Oh, that's true. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Anyway, the two things that did stand out, stand out to viewers of this year's Super Bowl, not including myself, uh, were definitely pregnant Rihanna doing a fantastic performance on top of what was clearly a Super Smash Brothers inspired floating stage setup. Yeah. Um, doing you know doing music while pregnant doing stand-up while pregnant that's what the ladies are all doing these days and floating hundreds of feet above uh the field ladies if you're not working until the day your baby pops out <laughs> you're bad yeah mom. this is definitely a psyop i mean it, it, it could be interpreted as so <laughs> it, it may have the it, effect of a psyop it was a wonderful performance and i thought that the production was very good including oh, the camera I'm work pregnant i can't perform at the super bowl sounds like you're a bad mom <laughs> you lazy bitch Get up, get your fat ass off the couch and go to work. Once again, providing free content to the Out of Context Internet Today account. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there was also a very weird uh, Pat Tillman memorial segment that decided to uh, rewrite history a bit. Yeah. Uh, in front of an audience of tens of millions of people. Um, so during the broadcast, members of the Pat Tillman Foundation were on site for the coin toss and his image and story were shared on screen. Um, if you dig just an inch deeper, you'll find out that um, the actual cause of Pat Tillman's uh, death in the line of duty was um, not as heroic as it sounds and um, really just a poor reflection on uh, our military adventures over there and the way we like to rewrite history to support, um, you know, whatever our foreign policy happens to be at the moment. True. Uh, here's BuzzFeed News, who covered social media's reaction to this segment. Four Pat Tillman Foundation scholars served as honorary coin toss captains ahead of the big game on Sunday. Tillman, who played safety for the Arizona Cardinals, left his NFL career behind to enlist in the military in 2002, just months after 9-11. The segment introduced Tillman as a man who died, quote, in the line of duty, portraying him as a hero for giving his life to serve his country. It did not, however, mention that Tillman was killed by friendly fire shortly after telling a friend that the invasion of Iraq was, quote, so fucking illegal. Hmm. Weird, weird how those two things happen so close together. Tillman had also planned to meet with anti-Vietnam War activist Noam Chomsky, but died before he could. Well, that's just a weird, you know... That's a quinky dink. Happenstance. My client, the U.S. military, would like to plead quinky dinks. Yeah, I mean... I don't know... I don't know my exact stance on this particular conspiracy theory, but regardless, the end result uh, worked out either way. Instead of having a guy that came home from the war disillusioned and uh, with a very large public platform to share those thoughts, uh, they got a, a hero taken down uh, in the line of duty overseas that they could uh, rally people around. There's also like the, the firsthand report of someone that was like working alongside him who was just like, he was quoted saying, if I die during service, the last thing I want 
is for them to parade me through town or or help hold me up as some kind of hero. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he was a pretty cool guy. But they at least he aware, got a little, a little too cool for the U.S. Uh, government. At least aware enough to be like, what the yeah. fuck are we doing here? Yeah, uh, like we 2002 was a. 2001, 2000. It was pretty a, heightened it was time. A wild for, uh, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 wild. They're still fucking doing this shit years later. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, instead of acknowledging any of that, this was all just played up as a you know normal, the normal mandatory honoring of veterans and victims of war that we have at every sporting event in this country, with uh, seemingly zero awareness as to like how this might be perceived by anyone who's at least somewhat aware of this man's face, name, story. Uh, this caused many users online to pose the question to anyone reading their posts, I wonder how Pat Tillman died. Yeah, their article also points out that the U.S. Army initially tried to cover up the truth, adding that the Army initially announced after Tillman's death that Afghan combats had killed him, despite officials knowing it was untrue. It took nearly five weeks for officials to alert his family that he'd been killed by fellow soldiers. Yeah, and like that's not a conspiracy. Like that actually fucking happened. Yeah, uh, and, and it's not that Tillman shouldn't be remembered or, or honored. It's just that it's very odd that the military frames it in the way that they do on the biggest stage of the year, all because he played in the NFL before joining the military in 2002, mm -hmm. 21 years ago. Uh, and this is completely reliant on the idea that no one would look into it. And it clearly has had the opposite effect, which is good. Yeah. Well, I wonder if his parents are still alive. Because, like, his dad was... Had been getting letters from him. Yeah. Knew how he felt about these things. And I don't think he was too stoked about the no. the way his dead son was being portrayed. But then so. again, why would any normal slash football-loving American bring up the details of how Pat Tillman was killed while they're at their friend's Super Bowl party. Oh, I would totally do that. Especially when it's between a bunch of really expensive, silly commercials. Uh, also, by the way, screw that commercial where the dog dies. Way to bring everyone down. Holy shit. Yeah, this is getting out of hand. It was like, uh, you know how your life flashes before your eyes, before you die, or that's the claim or whatever? Uh, that happened in a commercial with a dog uh, at the end of his life after showing... It was like the human side of the wonderful uh, contributions this dog had made to her life. And then the dog had those same visions, but through his puppy eyes, it really brought the room down. What were they, what were they advertising? What was I the don't product? remember. I just remember being sad. And that's why at the end of your life, you're going to want to look back on all the precious moments you spent on FTX.com. <laughs> trading crypto. I don't think there was any crypto ads this year, <laughs> which is uh, uh, wow, pretty crazy. That is, Yeah, last year it was every fucking ad. I, I don't think I saw any, like, blatant AI ads, at least that I'm aware of. Or but they might have, like, products enhanced by not, it or something, but... AI, I mean, the it's not the same kind of irrational exuberance. You can't, like, invest in AI yeah. the same way you could in crypto. <laughs> well, when they figure that out, then uh, yeah. everything will change. Anyway, let's end this show on a silly one. After a lot of intense news today, mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's do something a little light, lighter. So... Yeah. Oh, also, silly kind of depends on how you look at it, because the company causing this controversy is already controversial for plenty of other reasons. But they do make a, a pretty good chicken sandwich. They do. All else aside. Just looking at the quality of that sandwich, undeniable. It's a fine sandwich, and especially with that signature Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm not a fan of uh, anything mayo-based, but uh, their, their hot buffalo and their barbecue are both very good. You got to try the fucking Japanese man might change your mind about mayonnaise. It's got MSG in it. With egg prices these days, how are you going to make mayonnaise? Monosodium glutamate. Yeah, I don't know. The Japanese figured it out. Good. Good. 
Anyway, Chick-fil-A is in the news yet again, but this time it's for pissing off conservatives, mm. a demographic that they openly align with 99% of the time. Yeah. I mean, still, the quality of that chicken is undeniable, and those waffle fries, good lord. So good. Anyways, how could Chick-fil-A, of all companies, possibly piss off conservatives? Well, <laughs> by introducing what is being referred to as a woke sandwich. Oh no, that sandwich is woke. Chick-fil-A has gone woke. Can you take a, stop for a second, turn on your thinking brain, mm -hmm. take a wild guess. And what could possibly make a sandwich woke? A sandwich. It's just a sandwich. Yeah, you got it. You're right, it's plant-based. Yeah. Oh God, society, no. Yeah, our society is crumbling. The, the, the woke libs have infiltrated Chick-fil-A of the all last, places. The last bastion. Uh, so here, here's more from Gizmodo. This Thursday, the chain unveiled a breaded cauliflower sandwich. Which sounds really good. Yeah, I'll try it. I love breaded cauliflower. Starting on Monday, February 13th, Chick-fil-A will test the new menu item in three markets. Denver, Charleston, South Carolina, and North Carolina's Greensboro Triad region. Quote, Cauliflower is the hero of our new sandwich, and it was inspired by our original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Leslie Nislod, the director of menu and packaging at Chick-fil-A, said in a statement, Guests told us they wanted to add more vegetables into their diets, and they wanted a plant-forward entree that tasted uniquely Chick-fil-A. Our new sandwich is made with the highest quality ingredients and whole vegetables, and we hope it offers customers another reason to dine at Chick-fil-A. So you're telling me I have to order You the have to. They're forcing sandwich? this uh, cauliflower sandwich upon everyone. Yeah. Uh, they, there's, you gotta wear a dress while you eat it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a, well now there's a lot of places here in LA, but originally there was a, a Mohawk Bend did cauliflower chicken wings. Yeah, that was the first place I had it. And yeah. Those things fucking rule. Deep I love fried those. cauliflower with buffalo sauce on it, fantastic. Yeah. Probably not uh, falling under the terms of healthy, but still right. a nice uh, trade-up. Yeah. So yeah, a plant-based menu item, much like, a, much like an induction stove, is a little too woke for some of the biggest fans of Chick-fil-A, uh, the tweet announcing the new menu item went live on Thursday. As of today, the tweet has garnered about 3.5 million views, and the comments have been disabled. <laughs> the post was also ratioed with more than 2,000 quote tweets and about 1,400 likes, so yeah, that's, that's the ratio. The press release announcing the new menu item linked to the tweet opens up a site can't be reached page. <laughs> the company's press room section is also unavailable at the moment. The quote tweets were a barrage of people angry at the company for messing around with their Jesus chicken. Maybe the backlash has been because anything deemed eco-friendly is too woke, or because the cauliflower sandwich has sparked memories of Fox News warning Americans that Sleepy Joe was coming for their hamburgers. But whatever the reason, many tweeters are not happy. It's so funny that Chick-fil-A would, like, very noticeably, like, react to this, because, like, 2,000, like, angry quote retweets is, like, Nothing. That's really not a lot. Of no, no, not at all. And it's not something that's forced on anyone. Yeah. It's an option item. Like I, I mean, this you is, don't have to go to Chick Fil A at all. Yeah, you really don't. But well, but when every other restaurant's already gone woke, what do we have left? Clearly, this is like market research that Chick Fil A has done to be like we could increase profits by uh, introducing these cauliflower chicken sandwiches. Uh, and by the way. They're just testing it in like three locations yeah, this is to see if people like it. This is something fast food places do like all the time. <laughs> we got to get review bra on this. There's uh, there's various like locations around the country that are known as like uh, sort of like laboratories for mm -hmm. the different chains. It's really interesting. There's like a Del Taco one, like somewhere in between LA and Vegas. There's this Del Taco that always has like 
just weird shit they came up with at Del Taco HQ. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Anyway, here's some... <laughs> not, not for, not for uh, conservatives. They don't like anything changing. Well, they want to conserve the uh, old ways. I miss when, you know, Chick-fil-A back in the day, they used to have a hose outside that you could drink out of. Right. They didn't even serve <laughs> you a drink. No, they just gave you the hose. If you asked for water, they put they handed you the hose. They said they called it giving them the hose. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, here, here's some of the tweet examples that the article lists. And we, we hope for society's sake that some of these are just good old-fashioned trolling because, uh -huh. whew, calm down. Pathetic. No more Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is woke. Avoid at all costs. Cuckfilet. <laughs> That's a callback to like a one, previous yeah. time. Chick-fil-A is caving to the vegans. I thought the Cafe family was Christian. Uh, is that the ones that own the place? Well, yeah, uh, so. S. Truett Kathy was the founder. I, I know because of, you know, from the South. Anyways, yeah. I'm not entirely sure how the uh, originating family yeah. being Christian has anything to do with plant-based food. Jesus but... never ate vegetables. He, he ate fish. He ate bread. Uh, he drank wine. And that's why he actually he actually died at 33 because of that, not because of uh, any yeah, other reason. He would have lived longer if he had an ice-cold beer like a real American, but he that's, had wine like a Frenchman. That was the weirdest commercial in the Super Bowl of all, when they said that Jesus, you know, died by eating nothing but meat and drinking wine, when people just had to dig a little bit deeper to find out that he was persecuted. Yeah. Well. Crucified! Stabbed! Dragged through the streets! You hate and to see Chick Fil A it. wants to erase that with their woke sandwich. Yeah, another win for the mo the woke moralists. We got to do something about these woke moralists. Anyways, that's it for uh, a mostly uh, serious episode to start off the week. Uh, we'll have some goofy stuff, I'm sure, throughout the rest of the week. But if you want, uh, you can skip all that and just watch our previous episodes, yeah. which are silly. We have weekly weird news. George Santos, the man's up to stuff. The silliest goof in all of the government. Well, that that. <laughs> That's scamp. <laughs> Such a cad. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then, of course, uh, AMC, they're doing a little bit of capitalism, trying to get the most out of uh, the remaining consumers by, instead of just, you know, raising prices and then keeping the prices the same or lowering them for bad seats, decided to announce, uh, for whatever reason, that you could pay more to sit in the good seats. Hell yeah. Seems like a really weird way to market things. But uh, we dive into that as well as much more in this uh, most recent episode of News Dump. They're up on the screen now. Go watch them. Uh, don't forget to like this video. Get it 6,000, 7,000. Let's make it modest. 6,000 yeah. likes today. And uh, be sure to share with your friends and watch those other episodes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.